Hey, welcome to Pod of Mercy. I am your host, Long Hair Linda, and today's special guest co-host is... Genesis Elijah. You saying? How are you doing, Genesis? How have you been? Thank you so much um, for doing this. How was your day? <laughs> I'm very well. My day was good. Um, yeah, bless. How was your day? My day was uh, long. I am working very many jobs at the moment, so mm. my days are incredibly long. But I keep lying to myself because I'm working from home that, oh, no, I'm not that busy. I can fit in this and I can do that. And I can, I'm at home anyway, so it's fine. And then I look up and like six hours have gone by and I haven't moved. <laughs> so. Yeah, it don't, it don't work that way, man. Time moves <laughs> different. Time moves different now. It really, really does. Um, yeah, very, very weird time. Um, again, thank you so much for doing this episode. I cannot wait to get into the topic with you. But first, I have to do a rapid fire round with you. Okay. So I have 10 questions. I'm going to set my timer to 45 seconds. I'm going to ask mm. you each question and you have to answer in that time. Do you think you can do it in 45 seconds? Let's try it, man. Let's try it. Okay. Okay. I like it. Right. Bear with, and I'm going to get my timer together. So it's a bit of a mixed bag of questions, but it's only 10 of them. So we'll see how you get on. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. And go. Twitter or Instagram? Um, I'm going to Twitter. Name three items you couldn't live without. Laptop, um, camera, roller skates. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Favourite way to relax after a long day? Watching YouTube. Sit down meal in a restaurant or delivery? Delivery. Favourite author? Um, author. Oh man, why you got to hit me with this one? <laughs> Who's favourite favorite author, favourite author? Um, I'm going to say Carla. Truth or dare? Truth. What's your best feature? Voice. Most important quality in a friend. Honestly. Oh, and we're out of time. Damn it. Damn it. It's okay. It's okay. I it was the author, man. The author got me. It's a Carlos fault. <laughs> it's a good answer, though, in the end. You just took a bit long. Yeah. Go on. What were you going to say for most important quality in a friend? Yeah, it's got to be honesty, man. Honesty. Honesty. Love that. And then the yeah. final question was going to be, the first thing you do when you wake up? Uh, Check my phone. Check my back balance. Your back balance, really? Yeah, yeah. Because it used to be like, go social media. Then it's like, why are you checking social media for it? Nothing happening there. Check your back balance, man. Like, what do you need to do today? What's the, what's the work saying? What's coming? What's gone out? Like, you know what I mean? Get ready for the, the real world rather than whatever's going on on social media. That's a really healthy way of looking at things. I might start doing that, actually. It's just a mad habit now, like. Even days where nothing changes, I'm just still checking. It's like, all right, cool. And it it kind of keeps you like, um, I don't know, man, it's, it's your accountability as well. So you can just put, I always check like what came out, what did I spend money on, that kind of stuff. That's really, that's that sounds very adult. That sounds like very grown up and responsible. The thing is, I don't know how that would work for me because, I mean, currently I just check Twitter. As soon as I wake up, I check the time, I check yeah. Twitter. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I, I know is incredibly unhealthy, but... I'm just trying to think with the bank balance thing. I know how I am. So so I have the Halifax Bank app, right? Mm. And it will notify you whenever something comes in or goes out. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I, I know how, you know, exciting it is when you get the, you know, the notification that says X amount has gone in. But I also know how 
disheartening it is when you see X amount has come out. So if I wake up and it's on a day, you know, at the end of the month or something when all the rent and everything comes out, I would be just like depressed that day, I think. So you got to sync it, man. I sync it up. So like the day where the most money comes in, I make sure that's the day that everything comes out. So whether it be mortgages, whether it be like whatever, whatever money needs to come out, um, car money, what anything. I'm like, that comes out on the day that money's coming in. So I don't really notice it. And I try to keep it that way. So then when I check it, I'm just like, right, cool. That's already out. What have I got? And then, then we're good. That makes sense. I mean, mine, mine tend to, it's not always the same day, but it's like round about the same time. It's usually within that week of when money. Yeah. 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 So that that's a fair point because sometimes when I check my account and I know that like the big payments, the big monthly payments have come out, it's nice to see what's left. Cause you're like, Oh wait, no, that's, that's, that's with everything taken out for the most part, which mm. is a good feeling. So yeah, I imagine that would be, I'll give it a try. I'm going to trial it. For a month, yeah. I'm going to try and check my account first, then Twitter. Because <laughs> I yeah, can't just Twitter. I learned the hard way, man. When I was younger, I must have been about, I don't know, man, my early 20s, yeah? So I've I've checked my account and I'm like, oh, well, I've got money. <laughs> and ha- what I hadn't realised is my rent hadn't come out. <laughs> so I've gone out spending my money like, yeah, I'm doing well. Then they the bank must have called me or I think the the... The, the the agency I was with, they were like, "Yeah, um, your rent, it didn't come out. Like they tried to take it, and for some reason, the the payment bounced. That's why you you got it back." I was just like, "Oh no!" They're like, "Yeah, you got you got to pay it now, and I'd already spent it." So yeah, I learned, that was I the, the hard worst. Way. That was that would have been um, back when because it's only recently that banks have stopped charging for like missed payments, right? So like, oh, I got charged for that. Yeah, man, I got. They yeah, charged that me for was that back as when yeah, they were yeah, charging because yeah. I remember like um, I, I'd been in similar situations. I think when I was maybe nineteen or so, when I was first properly living by myself, and yep. you get so gassed with this tiny amount that's coming in, and you just go out and you go crazy, not realizing that bills have to also be paid. And they try and take them out or, you know, back when you're using checks and shit. And like, yeah, yeah, it bounces yeah. and then the bank's like, okay, cool, 35 quid each time. You're just like, what? Yeah, ma'am. They, they got me, man. That, that, do you know what? Off topic, but yeah, that, that kind of killed me for a good, probably, bank charges for a good decade of my life was like, was a big deal, man. Like so much money used to come out of my account because of bank charges. Like, it's nuts. It costs so much money to not have money. I'm telling you, I, I remember seeing somewhere recently as well. It's it's so expensive to be poor because it really, mm. really is. Like yeah. even when you look at, I know we're still we're very off topic, but even when you look at, um, so when you turn eighteen, you get like the letters in the mail from all these random credit card companies, right, telling you, mm. oh, get this, get that, you can get this credit card and whatever else, right? So you get them, you spend it, you spend money on them, not really realizing how money works because you're not yeah. taught financial management at school it's Mm. you're not taught any of that at school and you you spend you spend you spend you pay back some things you might not pay back everything and then the next thing you know you've got a decade of your life that is dedicated to fixing your credit paying off interest that's just accumulated out of nowhere charge upon charge upon charge upon charge little things like not knowing you can't just take cash out of the cash machine with a credit card because it will absolutely charge you for that crazy 
crazy stuff we should but be learning meanwhile in i knew all of this pythagorean theorem and shit that mm. had no use for me at 18 Nuts. and i didn't know that uh, i didn't know anything to do with financial management at all until my mum sat me down and was like all right so clearly you don't understand what you're doing right now <laughs> just but that's good like, though like see even being able to have your your mum sit you down and go yeah, yeah this is the way it goes like that's amazing and a lot of people don't even have that so you're just in you're just you're stuck in this cycle and there's no one even to tell you yo this is how you should be doing things this is the way it should be this is the way it should work exactly and that's predicated on my mom only was able to really help me with that because she learned the hard way right mm. and she had to learn lessons very very quickly while having mm. me as a kid right and having to look Same. after me so it's like if she hadn't had those experiences or if she hadn't learned those lessons she wouldn't have been able to teach me yeah. um and, and that kind of knowledge doesn't get passed down. And then that's how you end up with so many poor people that are just stuck in being mm. poor because yeah, it's so expensive. You There's just like a never ending cycle. You're never going to get out of that. hundred. And you know what's so funny? Yeah. Like, like now I got money. Right. But like, I ain't even got money like that. I'm just got, I'm just at a point where none of the stuff that affects that used to affect me affects me anymore. So yes. things like, um, being in your overdraft like I can't remember the last time I even I know what an overdraft was you know what I mean so it's like those it's those little those tiny little it's like death by a thousand cuts that's what kills you and you don't even need to be you don't even need to really have money to be out of that but once you get over that hump it's like wow you're just you're, you're living in so much better just because you don't have to deal with those little tiny those little charges every month, man. But yeah, it's nuts. And that's absolutely that's, nuts. Realistically, in our in our age, that is a form of wealth. Not having to worry about that at all is our hundred percent. Like back in the day, you used to see people that they used to have like a twenty grand a year job, and they've got mortgages and all sorts of yeah. things, right. And you're like, how the hell? Money wasn't a real thing. How did you not mm. manage that? In our time, okay, we can't do that. But what we can do is be in a position like you're saying, where you're not constantly paying things like interest. You're not paying yeah. to use money. You're just using the money that comes into your account. And that is in itself, especially in today's age, it's definitely a form of wealth. A hundred percent. You're not worried about that. Oh my God. I think a funny thing is though, yeah, because like my like my parents' generation, they were the, the kind of the credit card generation. Like they they kind of became adults in the 80s where that was the thing to do, yeah. So understanding about credit and stuff, they that's what they were using. But my grandparents, yeah, they were on a whole different level, right? So my my um grandmom, um uh, rest she she she's dead now, so RIP. I'm not putting her business in the streets. Um, but like her her life story is nuts, yeah, because she came from literally nothing, came over here with literally nothing, um, worked. She, there was never a time when she didn't have two jobs like she always had two jobs so she would always not only was she really frugal she would not be wasting money on things she would save every single penny when she when she died yeah she died in this isn't this isn't a savings account this is a current account in her current account had two hundred and fifty thousand pounds in her current account Sheesh. because from literally working forever saving forever also having a good having a good pension as well mm. like and paying into a pension and just really just like again it's, it's kind of the other way around because i guess there were so many things that she could have done while she was alive that she didn't do um but at the same time it, it shows you if you can find that balance between 
saving your money, investing your money, um, not spending it on, on stupidness. Like there's a way where you can really live and really do a lot with, and this is somebody who was a cleaner for her whole life. She was a cleaner. That's what she did. She was never somebody who had like these, these crazy jobs. Her and my granddad just did, you know what I mean? Normal working class jobs, working class people. But again, man, the whole mindset is different. It's got to. It's got to be down to. It's got to be down to the spending because, I honestly, and I don't mean to blame things on social media because I love social media, right? But also, I'm very aware of how damaging it can be because, I have to attribute some of that to, them not having to keep up with the Joneses in the rate that we have to now. Because when you mm. said keep up with the Joneses back in the day, you'd be talking about your neighbor, somebody down the road, maybe family members yeah. that you saw, they might be starting on you for a bit. And you'd be like, you know what? There's a family reunion coming up. I'm going to get this, this and this, right? Now it's every day with people you don't know that aren't anywhere near you stunting all over Instagram, yeah. all over even Twitter and other apps. and that is all you see constantly i'm not mm. even talking not even addressing the celebrities and how much they spend just regular everyday people that can make you feel as if no matter how strong-minded you are can make you feel as if you're not really doing anything if you haven't got xyz but then to me like you said it's a mindset thing man like there's a there's a group of people there's, there's certain people just think certain ways and to for you to be or for anybody, you kind of got to be strong-minded in a way of what is it that you want? Like, what is it that you actually want? I'm a kind of person who I've always been, um, it's never been about what anyone else has. It's, it's about the things that I want. I want the things that I want because I want them. Yeah. And and that could be anything. Like, I'm, I'm a person that if, if, you're, if the thing you want is a Gucci belt, then buy a Gucci belt. Like, if you want a, a, a Louis bag, buy a Louis bag. If that's the thing you want for you, then that's cool. But again, it's like that mindset of, oh, they have that, so I have to have that. Nah, man, when I see my, like, I don't know, Blade Brown doing his thing, I'm like, yo, that's for you, bruv. Like, I don't need a, a, a 250-gram watch. That's for you, blood. Like, do your thing. I love that. I love to see it. Like, you're doing something different. That's for you. My thing is totally, my thing might be totally different, but it's got to be for me. And, and I feel like there's way too many people that are seeing people do things and think, oh, instead of going, yeah, right, that's heavy. Like, but, and then really deepen it, really going now, what do you want for you? What do you want for you? It's, it's totally different. It's, you're going to live within your means. You're going to do the things that you want to do for yourself rather than watching what everyone else is doing. Because at the end of the day, really and truly, no one really cares what anyone else does anyway. That, or no one really should. It, nah. it, like, it's, it's, it is a weird thing because I'm like that. I've always been like that. I'm really, really fortunate that um, I wasn't into materialistic things from a young age. And so growing up, that kind of just, that just became who I was. So mm. whenever I did buy something, it's because I wanted that thing. I like the look of that thing or whatever. Yeah. That's, I want it because I want it, not because other people have it. Mm. And so, yeah, it can be really dangerous because it is a way you have to shift. If, if you currently think they have that nice thing, I'm jealous. You have to shift that to wow that is amazing that you have that nice thing it's amazing that you collect i don't know air force ones for example i don't know yeah it's amazing that you collect those i'm not passionate about air force ones what air force ones what am i passionate about what can i be spending yeah. my you know my little extra play money on what can bring me that type of joy the same way that air force one yeah. brings you joy rather than seeing somebody with a bunch of air force ones and thinking i'm gonna have to get a bunch of air force ones. you don't even mm. like trainers. you don't even wear trainers 
that's it. These times you're trying to keep up with somebody whose passion are those mm. trainers. That's yeah, exactly. No, I agree with that completely. Completely. Okay. Well, um, financial literacy and um, you know all of that class over. Let's go to the actual <laughs> topic of the episode, which is unpopular opinions. So mm. since you are the guest host, I am going to uh, say you go first. Give me one unpopular opinion and your reasoning behind it. Unpopular opinion. My unpop. See, uh, this is mad as well, yeah, because I don't think my opinion is unpopular within like the consensus of the globe or the country. But I think my unpopular opinion is unpopular within our community. Um and especially within like you know the, the the music world the rap world okay um and my opinion is that um the vaccines aren't dangerous <laughs> <laughs> that's my unpopular opinion <laughs> i like that's wild to say yeah because people are like nah the vaccine this is what I was told yesterday, day before yesterday. I was told that the vaccine um, contains nanotechnology. Oh, Lord. That, that um, once it connects with the 5G, will be used to control you. It will, it will, it will upload you to the AI grid and it will be used to control Jesus. you. And I was like... What an expensive... Too much... <laughs> What an absolutely expensive way of tracking mm. people and controlling what they do when all they have to do is come up with, I don't know, iPhones, Androids. And get, and get you to pay for maps, it. Maps, get you yeah, to do it for them. I don't know, maybe have like programs and films with certain narratives and mm -mm. media that's very biased. Maybe that can control how you think. These things already exist. Why would they yeah. why would they tank world economies? <laughs> I don't I just wish I've, stop I even looked into it. I looked into like um the nanotechnology within um vaccines. Um, and obviously, like the the, the COVID uh, flu jab isn't technically a vaccine, but they call it a vaccine. But I was looking into nanotechnology in vaccines, yeah, and they do have it, yeah. But it's like it's so expensive, like per shot. They they really only use it so private private hospitals will use it for certain cancers, and it's like five thousand pounds a shot. I'm like, they're not giving you that for free, bruv. Like they're not doing that for free, and then in so many different countries. Stop yeah. it. And also, like, just on that point, I'm not. I'm no scientist at all, and a lot of my knowledge is also based on um, fictional TV programs and stuff. Mm -hmm. But from what I know of nanotechnology, right? It's because you mentioned the cancer thing, and it jogged my memory. What from what I understand of the intention behind nanotechnology in medicine is that it would be a corrective thing. Right. Yeah. So like you mentioned in cancers, it will go, it would do something with the spread of tumors or it would replicate. Um, it would replicate like bigger things that we currently use. So instead of something as like big as like a, say, a, like a, like a pacemaker or something yeah, yeah, that would yeah. go into like your, your hip, if you put, instead of using these metal things that they would currently use or whatever mm. it is that they currently use, because again, I'm no scientist that they are intended to replace those things. But as you said, incredibly expensive. 
currently yeah. only available to people who are rich <laughs> very very rich so yeah. suddenly yeah. they're gonna tank the world economy for 16 plus months and then mm. they're going to give these out for free yeah so they can track oh. certain men who don't leave their baby mother's couch <laughs> by the way that tweet gave me so much joy <laughs> listen man they, they, these these guys need to leave me alone man they need to leave me alone like they're they're, they're, they're pushing me and I was like, you know what? I need to stop getting drawn out. But like, they, they're going to make me expose them. And I don't want to do it. Like, I really don't. I just, I'm just, you know what I mean, I'm a nice person. I just want to chill, make music, peace and love. But they're trying <laughs> to get me to expose them. And I don't know why. But yeah. Well, I agree with that opinion 100%. Um, look, and I understand. I'm very much for people making the decisions for themselves. If you do not want the COVID vaccine, I actually... Yeah. I'm fine with that. I don't think that people should be forced to take this vaccine, right? Yeah. Um, I think that it is completely your choice. And I even understand conspiracy theorists to the level of, you know, Big Pharma and the government aren't traditionally known for being 100% honest when it comes to public information. So I 100%. do understand that, that point of view. I would even say that's a conspiracy. I would just say that that's just the way things are. Like we, we no, no, but that's that's the know. that's the yeah. basis of conspiracy yeah. theories. Yeah. Everything got that you, they come you. up with is the government is lying to you, big pharma lying. Mm. It's like, yeah, no, I understand that hundred mm. yeah, percent. Yeah. I agree, but I also need for people to start making sense. Like I yeah. need to, <laughs> seriously, that's not even uh, like genuinely. I really need for people to stop for a second and and before they say something, before they get on their soapbox, just mm. take a second to think. Does anything I'm saying right now make any fucking sense to anyone? Because yeah. tracking you via vaccine, that doesn't make any sense. Google Maps exists. You are literally checking yeah. your route to everywhere using maps. Yeah. They know where you are. If they want to mm -hmm. find you, they will. So they don't need to vaccinate you or put something in. Like, it, that doesn't make sense. Nanotechnologies, mm. again, very expensive. Purpose, none. Doesn't make any sense, okay? I, I just... I really am just like, it's okay if you don't want to get the vaccine. Stay home without it. It's fine. But stop trying to convince people to not get it. Stop purposely yeah. putting out misinformation saying, well, we don't really know what's in it. Do you know what's in anything? Because you're not a scientist. Do you yeah. know what was in the MMR that you got as a child? No, mm. but you got it anyway, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's part of it as well, man. Like, the I'm, I'm with you on, no one should be forced to take anything. I'm against um, any any places saying that you have to you have to have it to either work here or go here or that business. Um, like, yeah, to me that's not that's that's not right. Um, no one should be forced to put anything inside their body they don't want to. I don't care. I don't care if it's a, a vitamin pill. No one should be forcing you to to do anything like that. Well, especially um, but, with COVID, because if it's about workplaces or going to a certain events or whatever. As long as you're you're happy to just take um, a test every single time you're about to enter that place, yeah, I don't think that you need to have a vaccine. Nah, yeah, that again makes sense. Good argument. Choice, and that's fine. And I just think that there's there's a hundred, I, like I could give these people a hundred good arguments why they shouldn't take the vaccine, way before we start getting to aliens and. Uh, people trying to control them and them turning into zombies. Like there's way more real reasons that you could come up with that you don't have to make up stuff. You don't have to go to fantasy world to do that. You really don't. So, yeah, you really my... don't. Our, our government's are nefarious enough. We don't need to add extra food. There we go. At exactly. All.
at all, especially these kind of, man, listen, these times, I, I'm telling you, it's the end times, it's coming. I'm so ready for the zombie apocalypse. I'm like, <laughs> I've been ready. Now. I'm trying I <laughs> When I tell you that only it's keeping me going to the gym is because I am getting ready for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I swear we had this conversation on Twitter before about where you, where we go when when the zombie apocalypse hits. I still got my spot. You know what I mean? I'm ready, man. Man, I am. Re- I've been scoping places. I've been going for walks and stuff in my house, <laughs> finding all these new areas. I'm like, oh, this will be a good hiding spot when shit goes to the like when shit gets bad. I know where I'm going. I know what I need to take. I know that I'm strong enough at least to carry my own body right now. So you know, we can just we're making it work. Trust, trust, trust. Right. Well, I'm going to go a little bit light for my first unpopular opinion, but it is very important to me. Okay. Ketchup should be in the fridge, opened or unopened, always in the fridge. Um. Yeah, okay. See, I agree with you, yeah? Only because I'm a, I'm a person that I just read the labels in it and they say, once you open it, put it in the fridge. Yeah, but so... even when it's not opened, it needs to be in the fridge. And some people leave it out even when it's like people leave it in the cupboard. I know, Thank man. You people serve room temperature ketchup. And honestly, that's upsetting to me. No, but like, okay, the f- I want it to be in the fridge here so that it's 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 fresh and all that, yeah? Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to be cold on my plate. I want it to be room temperature it on my plate. It has to be cold on the plate. It has nah, to be nah, cold it on can't the plate. be. Because you're eating like, um, what, are you, what are you eating ketchup with? That's fries. the, that's the, all right, fries, all right, cool, keep, keeping it fries. Especially keep it if you get a really hot fry, it cools it down, easy. I don't, no, 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 I don't want it to cool my fries down. I want it to be like, you know what I mean? The fries are hot, the the, the ketchup is warm. Like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I don't want it cold. I don't like, no, nah, I don't want it like straight out the fridge. Like it's a, uh, you know what I mean? Ice cream, ice cream temperature. Nah, I can't do okay, that. Okay, that's freezer. <laughs> Ice cream temperature is freezer. <laughs> nah, but then by the time you take it out, it, you know what I mean? It gets the, it's, it's warming up a little bit. It's still cold to, I don't want it cold in my mouth. I don't want to feel anything cold in my mouth when I'm eating hot food. No, we're going to have to disagree on that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> on to me, if you serve me up warm ketchup, it's like, do we have beef? Like, do we have problems that I just wasn't aware of? It's disgusting. I don't know, but I feel like, but what other sources that work with though? You want cold gravy as well? Like, no, gravy's supposed to be hot. What are you talking about? Well then, well then, like ketchup's supposed to be like room gravy's temperature. not the same as all ketchup sauce, now. Come all on. Sauce should be no, room temperature. Ketchup, ketchup is in the realm of mayo, which is a hundred percent supposed to be cold. It's in the same well, I was gonna say mustard, but I don't mind a room temp mustard. See, they got and ketchup and mustard go together. You can't have like you if you got a hot dog, yeah, you cannot have cold. Ketchup and no, mustard. That's, that's horrible. The idea of a cold American See? mustard on there would be gross. See? But a cold ketchup is necessary. <laughs> what on hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> it has to be. I don't even make I don't even make sense. How are you gonna mix it with the warm mustard? It's gonna be become warm anyway. No, it, I mean it all ends up being warm when you have it because it's hot food, but when you See? first take that bite, nah. I need that cold of the ketchup. I don't know if it's because it's like acidic that I need it to be cold and not hot. I think that might be what it is because I'm the same way with barbecue sauce. I do not want room temp barbecue sauce. It has to be cold. Want... Yeah, but okay, all right, all right, all right. So let's, let's, let's change, let's change it from, from the fries, yeah? Okay. When you, when you order a burger, mm-hmm. the, the ketchup in the burger is not cold, is it? I don't put ketchup in burger. Wait, what? <laughs> what, are you put, what, what are you putting in a burger? Like rewind. I generally just don't I don't tend to put ketchup inside a burger. I will it's usually a, wait, put barbecue does, sauce. 
okay, all right, okay, okay, all right. I can I can work with barbecue sauce. But again, <laughs> you don't want the bar the barbecue sauce is 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 warm in it. It's just all the temperature of the burger. I mean, you it want, ends want... up being warm, but it should be cold when it goes on. Nah, but in McDonald's, put it this way. Put cold. it this way. Put it this way. Do you put like you're not gonna put hot lettuce on a burger? That's got to be cold and fresh and crisp, same as the All sauce. Right. Okay, but <laughs> lettuce, yeah, the lettuce isn't really cold. The lettuce is really still room temperature. But I do get what you're saying because I don't want because if you have the thing, the things with the lettuce, yeah, if the lettuce is warm and hot, it changes the crispness, it will. The crispness of yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. So that to me, there's definitely going to be like. Um, it's gonna it's gonna change the the consistency or, or the feel of the lettuce, but the sauce is sauce regardless. If anything, no, the sauce is not, more man. saucy the warmer it gets. No hot ketchup. There's something about it that's really disturbing. I don't know what. There's something I can't quite put my finger on it, but it, it does something to that taste. It tastes different. Like I'm not gonna. Ketchup is nice. It's really like like literally straight out the fridge. Ketchup is really nice. Anything See, else, I'm not a fan. Okay, I'm not if 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 there's cold ketchup here, I'm not gonna be offended by it, but I'm not gonna be dashing for it like yo, let me get to this ketchup while it's still cold. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's that's not gonna happen, yeah. But I, 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 if that's something you like, that's something you like. But yeah, I think that, that might that's gonna be an unpopular opinion for me. Right. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Go on. Have you got another one for us? Um. Yeah, let me think. Let me think. Let me freestyle. All right, do you know what? Actually, okay. Um, when driving in a car, yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who I'm with, what we're doing, I don't want the music loud. I don't like loud music when I'm driving. Wait, what's loud? Be... Loud is yeah, where we can't still have a conversation. If I say something to you, you can't hear me. Loud is where. It's like you're doing it for the people outside the car. So okay. you got a bag of man in a car or a bag of girl in a car. They've got the music blasting out and you're just like, for what? You just need it loud enough to hear it, right? Anything more than that, you're just you're, you're, you're doing it for attention. So I've got a friend of mine who, when she drives, and she's not even playing like a playlist, she's playing the radio. Which is again, you should never be you should never be playing the radio for starters. Like there's no there's only maybe two or three radio shows I'll allow you to play. But she's playing this straight up Capital FM or whatever on full blast all the way. <laughs> and to me, number one is a distraction, number two is uncalled for. And I see a lot of people doing that blasting music out loud. I'm not here for it. That's fair. I can agree with that one. I think the only time that I've ever been into the idea of like super loud music to the point where you can't hear each other speak is um, years ago doing the drive from Manchester to London and it was <laughs> okay. usually overnight and when you're yeah. on some random motorway let's say you're on the M1 or something and it's like getting later and later in the day and mm. it's just you're getting tired and a good song comes on or you're on a station that just happens to be playing a good mix or you've got a good playlist on then you can turn that up really loud so you can sing along to it at full volume and it keeps you awake but even then you have to take breaks. Like you have to turn it down so you can actually have a conversation. I don't know if I could just yeah. do an entire car journey of just super loud music and you can't even speak. That does sound a bit mad. Yeah, yeah. And I grew up with like my uncles playing dance or and dub super loud to the point that the bass is like, hurts your chest. 
and I mean, that's what I grew up around. But for me, I'm like, nah, just just turn it down, man. Just chill, just relax. We don't, we don't, we don't need to, we don't need everyone else to hear what we're playing. That's fair. Yeah, that is a bit mad. People that play like super loud music like that, it's, it's a bit much. Mm, Especially mm. on a quiet street, like you're on a residential street. What's going on? Like, yeah, man. why is there a party right now? Like, big up my boy Amos. When he comes around, yeah, I know he's here before he's here. <laughs> like, as a, from the main road, I can hear his car coming. I'm just like, all right, bro. You know what I mean, relax. We all we all love Dave. You know what I mean? But turn it down a little bit. <laughs> oh my God, speaking of Dave, <laughs> you seen that video circulating the internet? That's the that's disrespect, you know. <laughs> I'm not taking a picture. Like, don't do that to me. Don't touch my hand. Like, I'm I'm taking a picture with you. You're not taking a picture with me, innit? So I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> don't touch me like that. I think we're still getting a picture. We're not doing it. Oh, my God. For those of you listening that have no idea why this is so funny. Um, so there's a video circulating Twitter at the minute where Dave was taking a picture with a female fan and he puts his hand up to do like a peace sign type thing for the picture. And <laughs> she just grabs his arm and pushes it down. <laughs> Like he's and a bless child. Him, he just complies and he's just like, well, all right. <laughs> the only thing I could think I was like, all right, it's the meet and greet, in it? So obviously she paid money um, for the meet and greet and you get a picture as well. So it's a, I mean, it's, you got to look at it like they're a client at that point. That's but true. For me, no, take your money back. Don't touch my hand. <laughs> like, this is my pose, isn't it? It's what I'm doing. Whether I'm doing the peace sign, I'm doing the the, the two fingers, the rock and roll bit. Nah, nah, nah don't touch my hand. <laughs> Not in that way either. If you say, oh, please, could I do one without the peace sign? All right, cool. But, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that would have been cool. Violation. I'd, either way, what's the difference? Like if I'm a fan of somebody and I'm doing a meet and greet with them, or even if I just happen to see them and I take a picture... I'm not gonna dictate how they take. I'm just, I'm just gassed to be in a picture with them. I don't know. That just cracked me up. She just had all of the what's audacity. The, what's the mindset like? When, when have you ever been in a situation where you felt brave enough to tell somebody what they're doing? No, no, don't do that. Like <laughs> what? Like where do you even get the entitlement to do that to anybody? Whether that be like your friend, someone you've known forever, rather than someone like someone like Dave, who is a big superstar, and you still have the entitlement to be like, no, do this. Like to me, the optics of that just look wild. I was just like, nah. very wild, very mm-hmm. very wild. But, yeah. All right. So my next yeah. unpopular opinions. I'm sticking with food. Um, this okay, is okay. probably be my last food one. Um, okra is the worst vegetable to ever exist. I don't want it in a stew, a curry, and I definitely do not want okra fries. Haven't tasted it, so can't even. Just don't don't even do it. Just don't yeah. do it. The texture is wild. The texture is like eating a slug. It, that's what I imagine is ill, ill. And so, so many like times people have a said to me, thing. oh, eat okra fries because it's deep fried and it's got a different texture. And then the one time I tried it is exactly the same texture, just with <laughs> deep fried batter on the top of it. I was pissed. I'm never eating it again. It's disgusting. Slug. It's like eating little slug. Honestly, it's gross. Dumb. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you with that one, man. You like it? I love it. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a very adventurous eater anyway. Really, like, I guess I'll try. I'll try anything, but I don't like a lot of things. I'm a, I'm a very picky eater. Are you a picky eater? Oh no. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm, I'm. As I get older, I'm, a, I'm a lot better. But when I was younger, I was the worst, man. Like, Were you the one that's now, like going to like a fancy restaurant trying to get chicken tenders? 
Um, that bad? Nah, not that bad. Because I could always kind of get the thing that I want, but I'm the person who, when they do put the fancy thing on the plate, I'm picking a lot of the stuff off. Like, nah, not eating that, not eating that. <laughs> like, we're not, yeah, we're not doing, we're not doing that. Um, but as I as I've got older, I've I've tried things, man. Like I tried avocado. I did try it. I just it wasn't for me. Like, what? Oh, that's that that explains that tweet. Yeah. That explains that tweet about avocados. So if you don't follow Genesis Elijah on Twitter, then you won't know that he put out a very offensive tweet the other day talking about people that like avocado and apparently we only like it for show. Mm, mm. And that's like, because no one... you're a picky eater and you've only had it once and you can't relate. Nah, that's what it listen, is. I've had avocado bare times here. Do you know what? I can eat avocado with, with other things. Like so, But if I eat avocado, it's, it's for the health benefits. That's it. That's why I'm eating avocado. I'm not eating it for the taste. I think the taste doesn't taste like anything. I think the texture is disgusting. Um, what else? The, the, I guess it smells okay, but that's about <laughs> it. Like it looks okay. It looks nice. It looks like it should be nice, but no, it's not for me. I that's don't gonna like have avocado. to go down as your unpopular opinion because can, avocado yeah. is elite. It is delicious. It, but how can something with no with no flavor be delicious? That's it the has question. flavor though. It has. It doesn't. Flavor. Listen, this is what 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 Shotty Horror messaged me. He's like, yeah, now what you gotta do, yeah, you gotta get toast, yeah, and add loads of butter on it, and then put a post egg on it, and then put Ew, put uh, no, chili flakes and salt. And man gave me a whole recipe to add to the avocado. No man, if the avocado was <laughs> nice, I could eat it by itself, innit? Like straight up, eat the, eat the avocado. That's you, not you, true. That's not true. Are you telling me that mm. you would eat a like piece of meat or chicken with no seasoning on it? And you just eat it on its own. Because then if it's chicken, good, then you should be able no. to eat it like that. Chicken, no. But like um, steak. I don't even really like steak anyway, but steak with no seasoning. Yeah, you know I mean, you can, it can kind of run because it just tastes like it tastes in it. No salt and um, pepper. You, no, I'm, I'm saying I would put salt and pepper on it, but even say there was no salt and pepper and it was just, I've had I've had steak with no salt and pepper before. I'm pretty sure I've had, I've had it. Like it could, it could, you know what I mean? It could work, but it's chicken. Uh, I, I I agree with you on chicken. I don't think no one likes chicken. I think we like the seasoning we put on chicken, but 100%. nobody's eating dry chicken. Like in in my in my uh, my a lot of days. people are eating dry chicken. Yeah, but again, it's for <laughs> it's for attention, isn't it? It's, for, <laughs> uh, it's not. They're not enjoying it. It's not. If you're not enjoying the food, yeah. Like again, what are you doing it for? You don't need to be doing it, man. It's. it's, it's I love not. that you say it's for attention. It's mad, like it's mad. It's just that like you can say you done it in it. Like, yeah, nah, I, I had chicken breast with no seasoning, and you got to tell people you had it with no seasoning because, <laughs> you know I mean, otherwise they'll just think you're you're normal and you had it with seasoning, like <laughs> most people do, because the seasoning is what makes the chicken nice. I love chicken wings, you know. I love chicken wings, but the fact of the matter is, it's the seasoning that's on the chicken wings and the way you cook it that makes it nice. Because I've had some chicken wings that have been dead before, so. You know what I mean? A lot, a lot of things. A lot of things are seasoning, and I think everyone who was hitting me up about the avocado were like, "Nah, you're about guacamole and all that stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, but mm. you're just putting loads of seasoning in it." And I'm not eating guacamole. I'm not no, eating that I'm either. I'm actually annoyed. You know, I'm annoyed all over again at what you said about avocado. Listen, avocado on its own, delicious. Avocado with salt and lime, delicious. Guacamole, delicious. Anything with salt and lime is nice. No. Like what? What is not nice with salt and lime? I can't think right now. Hang on. Um, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Liver and kidney and all them things there. They're gross. Man, put salt and lamb on it. Put salt, salt and, and lamb on it. You're going to eat it. 
I eat, I try it. I probably eat that more than I eat uh, avocado. <laughs> that's for sure. At least no, I, I know there's going to be a flavour. Yeah, yeah. I refuse to accept this. Avocado is amazing. Okay. Right, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on because I'm getting hot. I'm upset, man. Can't just be talking about avocado like this. Okay. Um, I've got one. The Mandalorian is a terrible show. <gasps> oh my days. You just went for the violence straight. Just, all right, cool. Okay. I don't even know where to start with that, to be fair. <laughs> I need to, okay, I need I need some backstory, I need some context. So are you a Star Wars fan? No. Okay, so your opinion is invalid. Right, no. So, no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't, don't, even, don't do that. Don't do that. Look, I tried, uh, I tried. I genuinely tried with Mandalorian because I was one of those kids that never got into Star Wars. So I don't have that sentimentality with it. So what I did was I didn't bother going to watch the newer, like the new generation Star Wars films, because I knew mm. I'm not going to have that same kind of relationship to to it as, you know, the people that have that kind of sentimental thing with the older Star Wars. So I didn't bother with them. What I did do, though, was try to watch The Mandalorian as a separate show, mm. which I was told I could do. I didn't need to know the backstory to watch it. And I could watch it on its own and just enjoy it as its own standalone sci-fi-esque TV show. A category, by the way, a genre, by the way, that I do actually enjoy in other TV shows. So it's not even a sci-fi thing. I could not right. make it past episode one. It was bad. Okay. This, it was this, shot this... weird. The story was already boring. I had really like long lolly bits of just nonsense, and I was over it. Right. Okay. There's there's a lot of you. There's a lot of questions. A lot <laughs> of questions to be raised here. Um. So there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to unpack. So let's let's start from saying it could be a standalone. I agree with you there. I don't think it could hold itself up as a standalone sci-fi series. Only because there's so much fan service in each episode. Um, I'm getting excited over certain, certain droids and certain characters because of where they fit within star wars canon yeah so to me okay. that's what makes that's what makes it good um i love the way it was shot i love the pacing i loved almost everything about it and i'm not even that deep in like i'm I'm like a star wars fan kind of halfway i'm not even all the way star wars fan like there's bare star wars stuff that i don't haven't seen like i never watched the clone wars um like loads of stuff but i thought they did enough with it it was enough to make me want to watch each each episode um I, I would never say it was rubbish i would never say it's rubbish but i would say i don't know if you don't like star wars then there really isn't a lot going for it um i don't know man i still yeah. i still disagree with you but i think it was sick like i loved it that's Baby Yoda. You hate Baby Yoda. Like, how are you just out there hating Baby Yoda? I don't hate Baby Yoda. I don't hate anyone. I just said it was a terrible show. Nah, man, you can't say terrible, can't say, terrible, boring terrible. snooze, sleep. Like, there's this, there's this little, uh, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot in there. I, I, I think, do you know what though? I think it does rely, it did rely heavily on the back, on the backstory. It did rely heavily on the the canon of Star Wars. 
and I feel like it was really made for Star Wars fans. I don't think it was made for um, just average sci-fi fans. Like, what what kind of sci-fi shows do you like? Let's see what level you're on for, for starters, anyway. Before we even like, what kind of sci-fi shows? Yeah. Um, I don't know if the, any of the Marvel series count as sci-fi. I guess because it's not reality, is it? Um, yeah, magic nah. and shit. Um, but the, the way I look at it is just just before I go on with Wonder Vision, for example, if you hadn't yeah. known the story of Wonder and Vision from the Marvel movies, you could have yeah. still watched that as a standalone show. That's what I, that's how the Mandalorian Mandalorian was sold to me that I'd be able to just watch it. Like I know bits and bobs, the stuff that everyone knows about Star Wars, but mm. obviously I'm not a Star Wars fan. So I was told I could just watch it and enjoy it as a standalone show. That it cannot be. WandaVision, anyone could have watched that. Yeah, kind of and kind of not, though. I still think that even WandaVision, you had to be... WandaVision had a lot of hype in it. So I feel like if WandaVision hadn't been the first Marvel series to come out, it wouldn't have had the same feel. So I feel like... Well, the most recent um, one was Loki. Anyone could have watched Loki. You didn't need the backstory. Not really. Nah, you need, uh, but still, I don't know. I, I think The Mandalorian is as good as Loki. Oh, absolutely not. I stayed awake yeah. for Loki, for one. This is the, the vibration. <laughs> this is too much. It's too much. <laughs> Loki's hard. Loki's hard, but I think The Mandalorian is hard too. Like, The Mandalorian is one of them ones that I'm like waiting for. I mean, waiting for season two. Waiting to see where it goes. And, and there's, I, but, a you, there's a lot of people like you all over the place, all excited yeah. about it. And I just, I can't relate, man. But Star Wars is like, it's a religion, isn't it? Like, it's 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 big. Like, it's there's people that are, that are, yeah, it's a cult. It's a cult. It's definitely a cult. Where the same with Star Trek. Same with Star Trek. So there's going to be certain people who, who listen to or watch anything that has anything to do with Star Trek. Same with people that watch anything to do with Star Wars. Me, because I don't really have that kind of time, there's a lot of Star Wars stuff that I haven't really gone into. Um, I know a lot of people were upset with the, the last Star Wars movie. Me, I personally wasn't. I was like, ah, whatever. Like, I didn't get too emotionally attached to it. Um, but I thought it was okay. Um, but there's a lot, there was a lot of stuff in, in The Mandalorian that I would watch and then be like, yo, let me research like who was that person or what was that and then you could go and you could see oh this person used to be that and this person was in this episode and all that kind of stuff so then you kind of get you you kind of get excited for it like oh okay see i get why this means this and this means that so uh yeah i, I agree with you it couldn't be a standalone but yeah well at least we found some middle ground on that one it is not yeah. suitable for a standalone show you have to be nah. a star wars fan but it's not terrible. Like the way it's shot is nuts. Like the 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 fighting is wicked. The acting is wicked. Like the 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 casting was amazing. Um, the cinematography was amazing. They just, I guess they had a big budget to play with. But I mean, I feel like I felt like they there was no parts I was watching it and was like, oh yeah, that doesn't really work. Where with other other shows. You know what I mean? Like um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you're like, all right, I see where your budget, I see where you hit the scene in your budget there. Um, and it, it kind of took me out of the universe a little bit. Whereas with The Mandalorian, you're like, no, nah, that will fit. That could fit with any Star Wars Star Wars movie. Yeah, I only did, um, it was either three or four episodes of Falcon. I didn't enjoy it. 
I just I gave um, up. I was I was over it. Again, man, I feel like a lot of this stuff you kind of got to be invested already. Or you're just but not that's gonna, the thing, though. I'm actually like a Marvel fan. I'm I'm a big Marvel fan, and I could not do Falcon and the Winter. Like it just couldn't draw me in, even though I knew that like, the next episode was going to have like Dora Milaje in, and I was excited for that. But I was just the thought of watching it again. It, oh, man, I just didn't. I didn't enjoy it. I don't know what it was. I just did not enjoy that show. I but might give it. A, I might go back to it and actually finish it. But you could be a Marvel a Marvel fan, and like not a lot of people watch Agents of Shield. Um, oh, that was my shit. I loved that show. Yeah, actually, to me, I thought that was heavy. Oh, right? it was so good. But that's a, to me, that's a standalone series that you don't have to Absolutely. know anything about, um, like the rest of the characters. So that worked really well. But yeah, I can I can see why I can I can see why people weren't into, um, the Winter Soldier as much. Like mm. it, it kind of, to be fair, there's nothing in that series that made me be like, yo, I needed to know this. Like you could have just told me it happened in some exposition in the next movie, like, oh, he's the new Captain America now and this happened. Like, I didn't need to see like all the details and whatever. Which is a bit mad because you, if you're saying about a TV series, you didn't need any of the meat in the middle. And <laughs> it's not really a good series. Nah, it's, it's not. You know, but, yeah, we're in lockdown. We, we everyone's at home. We need something to watch. Something to they, watch. They, yeah, they give us a new, new movie. So it's like, all right, cool. Let, let some of these actors get paid. I mean, which um, that I agree with. That is fair. I'm, I'm all the for these actors getting paid for sure. Yeah, let them get their bag. That's the, that's the, that's the main thing with that. But yeah, it wasn't. There was nothing groundbreaking in that in that program. Um, if anything, they should have gone. They should have stuck more with. I would have loved to see them stick with. Um, I guess Falcon really stay with like a Falcon story. Um about like his sister going through what she was going through and then having way more of um the original Captain America, the old black guy. Like they should have gone that route. I would have been way more interested in that storyline. That than, I may have watched. Would yeah. anything that was a, it was just very propagandary as well. It was just all a bit much for me, I think. But yeah. as I say, I will go back to it and, and finish it just because I want I like to finish things, but Yeah, yeah you gotta finish it. Like it's worth a watch, but it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not it's integral not, it's not, to the story. Nah, man, it's not. It's not. It's not amazing like the Mandalorian. But, uh. Yeah, there you go. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep, keep that. Um, do you have any uh, any other unpopular opinions you'd like to share? Unpopular opinions. Um, no, I don't. I don't know, man. Um, nah, because I come across like a hater. I don't want to say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I need um, to know what that is. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, okay, I just, I don't think a lot of these rappers are as amazing as people think they are. So, uh, okay, let's just say it. I love Dave, yeah? Dave's, Dave's cold. Dave's an amazing <laughs> rapper, yeah? Okay. Right, Dave's an amazing rapper. And, but I just feel like, bearing in mind, this is coming from, because because of who, who I am and what I do, yeah? You have to look at me, It's it, it, there's a little bit of hate involved in it. There's a little bit of hate involved. So you got to take it with a pinch of salt, what I'm saying, yeah? Mm-hmm. But um, a little bit of bitterness. A little bit of bitterness. <laughs> at it least needs you're some, okay. It needs, some, it needs some lime and salt, right? It needs right. some lime and salt on what I'm saying, yeah? <laughs> but a lot of times I will hear, I will hear Dave and I will go, rah, that is nuts. That is sick. Like what he just did was cold. That's amazing. And then 
but everyone else would be like, that's the greatest thing I ever heard in my life. That is the that's that that's better than the Bible. And I'm like, wait, all right, all right, relax. Like it ain't, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 cool, but there's bare other rappers that have been doing what he's doing and do what he does as well as what he has he does it, but they just don't get the look. Yeah. And obviously it's hate because I feel like I'm one of them rappers in it. So I'm always gonna feel that way. Well, um, one thing I will say though, um, and I'm not a rapper, so it's not coming from any of those places for me, but I am a battle rap fan. And I think mm. once, even if you're not the one constructing bars, right? Once you hear certain things said and done the way they are done with so much skill and so much talent in, in you know, situations like battle rap, mm very popular industry rappers sound exceptionally basic yep you like you can't once that switch has been turned it's like you you can still enjoy the odd beat you can still you know still like some of their stuff but even i will hear bars from from rappers that i have loved for a long time and be like low-key that's trash like a battle rapper could not say that and get yeah. away with it but you yeah. sell you know, millions of records, so it's fine. And everyone gasses it and everyone talks about how amazing yeah. and, and talented you are and and looks at certain things and gasses certain bars that really yeah. just aren't up to par. So that comes from someone who's not a rapper. So I'm not emotionally invested in any way or think that I could do a better job. But I think it is a fair point with industry rappers. And this is why I don't like Tali Kuali. Because I've always been like, nah, them bars are not great. Like everyone used to go like, oh my god, he's amazing lyricist. I'm like, he just said leave them yellow like canaries. What are you <laughs> talking about? What like really? What are we doing here? Like, how is that? This is the, this is the this is the level, is it? Um, I wonder I think... if it was because he was one of the, um, one of the first, uh, not the first, but one of the more mainstream conscious type rappers to come on. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And do you know what? More to that. Do you, but do you know what as well? Like, see, this is the thing, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a realist, yeah, and I understand, I understand like my position in the game as well, yeah. And there's even some of that with me. Like, my position of, on where I am isn't solely to do with, oh yeah, you, you're talented, yeah. I just came up in a time where it was easier to get on, so it was easier to put, um, to get an album, put an album together. Or maybe not easier, but there just wasn't that many people doing it. So the fact I had an album out in 2005 or whatever, put me in a, in a certain bracket where, mm. oh, you're, you're a name now because you came up around these people. Didn't mean I was any good. It just meant I just came up in this time. So the talent pool was different. Is kind of what the talent pool was well different, like yeah. well different. There's people that I listen to now, and I'm just like, if you came up when I came up, you would have destroyed the game. You would have, it would have been, it would have been, on top for a lot of guys but we because there was there were so many artists that there's so many artists I listened to like back then I'm like if you were on now people would laugh at you like you're just not you're not good but you were just the only one doing it then so you were rhyming words and that was the that like that was the the bar oh he made some words rhyme cool he's a rapper now you're you know what I mean you're you're someone to look up to so I understand that that point of view as well, that side of things as well. But I do think, going back to my unpopular opinion, I think some of these rappers are are very very good, but like people need to expand their horizons, man. Like there's there's other rappers out there. Not everyone that is serving to you is 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 the one. Like 
Mm-hmm. You got you got to do your homework, man. Look, look, look in the game. There's a lot of sick rappers out there. I would I would 100% agree with that, and I would say that the good thing about where we are now in terms of accessibility and technology and everything is that we can support local artists that maybe haven't made it in that same way, right? So we can find music through things like Bandcamp and Spotify and soundcloud and all of that and we can choose to as long as we make the conscious effort to go look for them we can really choose who to support who to put money in their pockets because they are giving us what we want and the talent that we're looking for so i think that's definitely a positive of now and so that all of these super talented rappers that are relatively unknown can get some shine in some ways as well that's a really good point and it's so true um it's actually the the reason why in like all jokes aside, I can never be bitter because I I exist in a time where even in just all I need to have is a little a little support system and I'm good. Yeah. All you need to have like my my, my little band camp. I only need like my little five hundred fans. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like that's all I need. Like if, are you the, them five hundred people are gonna buy my album every time I drop an album? I'm sorted. Um that's a, a place that didn't exist in the past. So you had to be you had at a certain to, level. Yeah, you had to have yeah. labels behind you. Yeah. You had yeah, yeah, to yeah, have yeah. radio play. You had to have certain things. There was no access for you to put your music yeah. out there. Whereas now, again, when we're talking about these, what these artists do, when we talk about, oh, what's what's Kanye going to do? Kanye's going to sell 250,000 first week, 350,000 first week, right? And you see those numbers, you're like, oh my God, those numbers are crazy. But to that to the average artist yeah if you can sell a thousand copies of your album for 10 quid you're good you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you're in a position where yeah you might have to still do a, do a nine to five or some other sort of work but you're in a position where you're you're living quite well off just your your hobby man that's what that's how it's all started it started as a hobby and so, you can continue to fund that hobby which is the aim go. the goal that's it drop some merch and you're sorted mate mm. No, that's real though. And especially if you're an independent artist, you ain't worried about paying this person and that person and that person a percentage. That adds up. Like low key, you might have a little bit more, let's say liquid capital than than some of these massive artists that are on radio right now off off one song. or 100, like 100, that's what I'm saying. That's that's literally the way it is. And again, it's funny because people don't think they're like, oh, because you're not the biggest artist, so you must, I mean, you're struggling. It's like, nah, don't like if you actually see the numbers and see what we're really doing out here, then mm-hmm. you get it. You'll be like, oh, okay. Like it makes it makes way more sense to be independent, which is why you see all these artists that are signed. Once they get signed, then realize, oh, we don't really work unless you're the biggest artist on that label. They're like, yo, get me off. I want to be independent again. Because then you realize, oh, you know what? I can it 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 might be more beneficial for me for me to eat the whole make the whole pie myself and eat the whole pie myself rather yeah. than make a whole bunch of pies with these guys and, and not even get half a pie back. So facts, hundred percent mm. agree with that. And I think that um society is kind of cleansing itself a little bit at the moment and i think that's what scares a lot of people this is just my opinion and it's probably actually this might be my unpopular opinion so okay it kind of relates to cancel culture so i personally believe that cancel culture doesn't exist and anyone mm-hmm. that's genuinely worried about it is feeling guilty of um or, or is scared about being held accountable for some fuck shit that they've said or done in the past yeah. and i think that 
Um, people talk about cancel culture in a way that actually doesn't make sense. It's not cancel culture that we live in. What we currently live in when we talk about people reacting on Twitter is outrage culture. So people mm. might jump on a bandwagon about, you know, like being upset about something, even if they don't particularly care about it or if it doesn't yeah. affect them either way. But it, mm. I think it's a tool of exerting your kind of, it's almost like you feel like you're in control of something. Because if you look at like politics and everything else that goes on around us, we feel like we're not in control of any of that, which we're really not, let's be real. Yeah. But yeah. like, you know, at any time, even if you're a voting age and you go vote, you're voting for a lesser evil. You're not voting because you think that that person can genuinely help you or genuinely gives a shit about you or your community or anything, right? It's usually, mm. oh, damn, let's try and keep the Tories out of this area. You know what I mean? It's never... Yeah, yeah. It's never because you're genuinely passionate about this person, right? And same with, you know, a lot of a lot of situations, people going to work or same with, you know, healthcare and whatever situation you might find yourself in, there's very little that we now have control of or feel as if we have control of. And okay. having outrage on Twitter for a couple of days is something we are very much in control of. I don't think that's the mm. same as cancelling people. You can't actually cancel someone. No. You cannot cancel someone. Can can they be held accountable for their actions legally? Sure. Can brands decide they don't want to work with them anymore? Absolutely. Can social media platforms that are privately held companies decide to take down their platforms, their public pla platforms on their sites? Mm. Sure. None of that is cancellation, though. No. And I think that while people are being held accountable and are losing out on certain big bags and certain avenues of exposure, let's say, I think it's creating space for the non-problematic, less well-known, super talented artists, whatever field you're looking at, to get more support of people. Because there's gonna come a time when we all decide as a society, no, we're not just gonna keep idolizing these same people. Let's, talk, let's keep it music since we were talking about the industry, right? Yeah. We're not going to keep idolizing these same, same people, the Kanye's, the Drake's constantly and only spending money on them. I have an artist down the road from me who is so talented and they're selling a t-shirt and an album for like 20, 30 quid. I've got that. Let me spend that instead. Mm. And I think that those two things kind of go hand in hand in the way society is moving. There's a kind of a resetting in how we all think and how we look at public figures that could be, be more beneficial to us in the long run. But I, I don't know what that looks like in the future, but I think it kind of is shifting. And I think that's where the shift is headed, if that even makes any sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I agree with everything you said. Um, because it, it comes down to, like you say, um, people not wanting to be held accountable. But it also comes down to a point of us as consumers wanting to be accountable for what we spend our money on. Um, and I, I guess in the age we live in, we live in an age where direct-to-consumer is is way more, I guess it's way more popular. It's easy to do. You can find um, whatever you support. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it be um, music, food, clothes, you can find someone who you support, not just on what they do, but who they are as a person and decide, yeah, I want to give them my money. Um, and, and, it, and it not be crazy different as, as in, as in a, the, the price. So for instance, let's, let's say 
Like for now on, I only want to buy my clothes from this brand, yeah, from brand X. I don't want to spend my money anymore at um, Primark because I feel like they're using um, slave labor, whatever. Boom, boom, boom. The price difference that for, for what you're paying as far as like quality and being able to just, you know what I mean, buy the, the clothes that you want, it's not going to be that much of a difference um, in, in supporting a, a clothing brand that, that has the same ideals or ideology that you have. So you'll be able, you'll be able to do, you have the option to do that. Whereas in the past, that wasn't, you couldn't really, you couldn't really do that because not only that, the clothing lines couldn't compete with all these other, all the other brands. Like there was no way we could make t-shirts cheap enough for us to sell them cheap enough for people just to be able to buy them. I mean, so everything is kind of coming to that point. Everything's is getting to the point where it's becoming cheaper to manufacture on smaller scales. Um, which we didn't have in in the past. So yeah, right. I definitely think yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. I think a lot of um a lot of the we got rid of a lot of the middlemen, a lot yeah, yeah, of the yeah. the middlemen companies that made it feel like it was impossible to do shit ourselves or to go direct yeah. to whatever it is that we wanted. Um, so even when you look at things like manufacturing, for a long time manufacturing felt like such a almost like an alien concept, right? Like if you're a business owner and you wanted to manufacture something it was almost a given that you would just subcontract that workout. Yeah. Whereas I think because of different shifts and stuff in, in how we work, um, it's, it's made it very clear that it is possible. It is possible yeah, that and that's all, so get a little space and manufacture some stick yourself. You can do that Yeah, yeah. as a business, right? Where you don't have to subcontract everything out. Yeah. And, and again, like, because going back to like the, what council culture, council culture, when we talk about people that have got close to being cancelled, the only person I could really think of is, is Wiley, right? So Wiley was put in a situation, which again, it's, again, he's slightly different than other artists because it's not a case of he was trying to come up and they stopped him from coming up. Wiley was already Wiley. Mm. Um, Wiley was probably one of the only artists that I could think of that could be in that situation and be like, you know what? I'm actually good. Like, I actually don't need none of you ever to be able to live the lifestyle I want to live. So it is what it is. But then at the same time, what you've seen is he has supporters. So wherever he pops up at, people are going to be there to support him. Um, so it doesn't even matter whether you agree with him or not you've only cancelled him from places um, that he didn't... You've only cancelled him from places that weren't his to start with. You yeah. haven't cancelled him from his own places. And that's part of the, that's part of the thing. Like, they can't... I, I try to make myself uncancelable because you don't... You never gave me anything, so you can't take anything away from me. Like, what can you take from me? You can't take anything that you didn't give to me. Um, part of the beauty of why we like cancelling people and why we like building people up is to break them down. We like, we like giving them fame so we can take that away. That's all well and good. But at the end of the day, fame don't feed kids in it. Fame doesn't, doesn't, doesn't pay your mortgage. It's about where, where, where's the money coming from? Where's the revenue bits? Where's the, where, where's the actual business? So yeah. as long as your business is sorted, no one can cancel you as long as you own it. It's ownership. And that's always been, I, I think a lot of people are really realizing that. And I mean, on both sides, you look at, um, what's her name? Katie Hopkins. Yeah? Good She's Lord. been canceled from everywhere. 
but she still pops up and gets a bag. Like she'll find, because we, we live in a society now, or not even a society now, we live in an age where you can be a hateful, spiteful bitch, but find other people like you that like how you are. So you can still make your money. Even if every decent person on the planet goes, nah, I ain't messing with you. There's a lot of fucking dickheads out there that will that that like that kind of that are racist. Racist people buy stuff too. Absolutely. And there are people that will support you because you're hateful, right? That's 100%. where a lot of these that's where a lot of these people get their their revenue from. This is how a lot of them eat, right? So yeah. and there are a lot of companies who don't have any morals at all and will just be like, a customer's a customer. So if I can yeah. put you on my platform. I might not agree with you. No one I'm around might not agree with you, but people that agree with you spend money. Yeah, yeah. Or people that agree with you can give us ratings, as was the case. Um, where did she just get deported from? Australia. 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 I couldn't think it was Australia yeah. or New Zealand. Yeah. But she was going to be on some Big Brother or some shit out there. Yeah, they were going to give her money. They were, they were giving her a bag. Like, yeah. She, she, yeah, she doesn't have a Twitter anymore, but she was getting a bag. Which one do you think she cares about? Yeah. So this cancel that's, thing, that's, it, that's it, man. Nah, it's not. It's not real. It's not real. And is, people, like, again, people are doing all types of think pieces on it, and not not even realizing that the term "cancelled" was actually a joke term that people were putting out. It was very, very heavy in Black and LGBTQ culture on Twitter, where it was like, mm. when you're over someone, when you didn't want to, you know, when you didn't want to fuck with an artist or whatever anymore, you'd be like, Ugh, well, cancelled. It was a slang term. Yeah. And it's just evolved into this huge thing where so many ridiculous people who should have better things to do with the positions that they're in mm. are now using them to make think pieces about cancel culture. When really what they're scared of is accountability. What they're scared of is losing a platform, not all platforms, but a platform to spew some fuck shit. Yeah. Did you see um the, the baby speak on... I listen, that's coming up later. I've saved that one for my final segment because boy, mm. that was a yeah, I wasn't even going to talk about it, but yeah, I had to. I had to. That's yeah. coming up. All right, cool, cool. We talked about clothing and manufacturing. Um, mm. and I have a I have a clothing related one, uh, an unpopular opinion. Okay. The more designer labels you wear, the more insecure you insecure you are whether it's about your sense of style or your financial status or your appearance in general, more designer labels to me equals more insecurity. I agree with that only because I don't own anything designer. I never have. I don't think I've ever actually work is Mac. Mac could be designer. That's not designer. Nah, nah. All right, cool. That's a sports. All right, cool. Um, Nah, I've never, I've never, um, I don't know, man. I think, there was a time when I liked the idea of like Louis and Gucci, but really, I guess it's down to like the status symbol, like what they were. Um, and I never even went to buy any. I just used to go to the shops and look at pieces and stuff. And but yeah, I was just like, nah, no, it's just not for. It's not for me. It's not where I like to spend my money, man. At all. And the thing is, for me, is if that's where you like to spend your money, cool. But mm. for me, if it's an item that I'm looking at, I need to actually like it, label aside. Whereas I know a lot of people are going for the label. That's yeah, what yeah. they're going for, not the thing itself. Like for yeah. me, I have um, designer perfumes. Not because okay. they're designer, but because I've smelt them and I like yeah. how they smell. 
So yeah, I bought yeah. them, right? That's where, and that's where I personally draw the line. Now I have seen some designer things that I also like, but then mm. I have to look at how much they are and I have to justify that to myself. Will I spend that on that? If I can get something that looks similar that I also like that isn't that designer and so isn't that expensive. That's how I rationalize things. But if I had the bag or if I wasn't worried about it, I'd just be like, I'll just get it. Does that make sense? That makes but I think that if if you look at your wardrobe right now and it's designer, 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 that's that means you're insecure about something. It's either you're trying to act like, look, I have money. You're trying to show people whether you have it or not is irrelevant, but you're trying to show people that you have money or you have no sense of style and think that label, 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 label means that you're stylish. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, nah, I, I agree with that. I think. um See, the way I've always seen it, yeah, with designer clothes, and not because of the actual design, so they might have some cool designs or whatever, um, but I've always looked at the price point. So for me, right, if buying a T-shirt for £300 is going to be like, oh, that that's going to, I'm going to have to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to really have to look after that T-shirt. Then it ain't for me, man. Like, I, I feel like that kind of money for those kind of clothes, yeah, they're for people like, they're for the Kardashians. There for people that buy that stuff and wear that stuff every day like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know what I mean you go out to Dubai and see how they live over there when it's just like no nah, we we do this every day we we go out and spend we go out and we spend ten bags every day it's nothing like they spend they they but and we have our own stuff that's in, in our price point for me a t shirt for twenty quid that's that's my you know what I mean that's something I'm gonna be like okay I can do whatever I don't really care about it. It's, it's, I'm going to look after it, obviously, but if it gets ruined or anything, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. I'm just going to go and buy another one. That's the way those people live. Yeah. And I feel like designer clothes is really made for, it's just made for different people. Like that's that's them. That's what they do. It's made for the rich people, the super rich people to spend their money. That's what they want to do. The same way, even me saying, oh, a t-shirt for 20 pound, maybe nothing to us, but there's a whole bunch of people that 20 pounds, a lot of money to. So, I mean, they're, they're, I'm not, I'm not even going to lie, Jen, you're balling because if I was to buy a t-shirt, a t- and now I'm not talking about a top or a blouse. I'm talking about a t-shirt, a regular plain t-shirt. If you ask me 20 quid, I'd be like, okay, what's so special about this t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would look at it like, no, but like, that doesn't make sense to me. Why is this 20 pounds for a t-shirt? But I think that there is also something to be said about women's and uh, men's clothing as well. I find that you lot get charged a lot for very basic things. And that is its own its own topic that I think is largely unfair. You say but, that yeah. though, but women's jeans are like, that's a whole nother. I guess fashion has changed, but I, I, I've gone through sometimes my wife will have jeans that she doesn't even wear. And I look at the labels and I'm like, yeah, yeah don't watch that. Don't watch that. Jeans don't watch that. that. Like, like what are you, why, what's going on here? So, I mean, my jeans are like 30 quid. Jeans are important, okay? Look, there's a lot of things that go into jeans, okay? There's a lot of things that go into jeans. And when they make a... what You see when a brand makes a good jean, you charge whatever the hell you want. I'm not even going to question it, okay? If you make a good jean, it's fine. I'll spend it. All right, cool. But it's no, funny because no it, that goes to the, what your point, though, to be fair, was a priorities thing, right? So it's it's yeah. all about the budget you're working with, right? The tax bracket that you're in and mm. what you are used to spending and the quality yeah. you are used to getting. If you are one of these people that's, you know, from Dubai, from a rich family, or, you know, you're a Kardashian or whatever, then, yeah, you're going to spend, you're going to spend, you're going to spend however you're going to spend. But you see me. Mm. 
I don't have that bag. So what the hell yeah. am I doing? It's none of my business what goes on over there, right? I don't need to worry about buying 300 pound t-shirts or whatever it is. I don't need to worry yeah. about that. And I think that too many people are concerning themselves with things that are none of their business. That's the, and I'm in the same, like, that's the way I see things. Even with cars, like I'm very much like your car, like if, if you're earning 40 grand a year, yeah, you shouldn't be driving a 40 grand car. Like that to me, that doesn't make any sense. But if you look at it, you see a lot of people with cars that you're, um, I'm like, yeah, it's a nice car. And yes, you can afford it. But just because you can afford it doesn't mean you should afford it. Like maybe you don't need to stretch yourself that much. And then you go ask yourself, well, why, why is it important to you to get that car rather than this car, which would do you just fine, which is a nice car. And you know what I mean? Like people always say to me, oh, you should get a sick car. Nah, man, I love my Ford Focus, man. Like, that car is, that's my car. I love my car. I could get bare other cars, but no, nah, but why? There's, there's no reason for it. I like this car. I like the car. This was the car that when I was broke, broke, that's the car I wanted. So when I could afford it, I got that car. I could have got other cars, but no, I wanted, that's the one I wanted then. So why is it, why would it change all of a sudden? Because, oh, I've got some more money. So now I need to go, go up another, you know what I mean? So I can look cool with my cousins or whatever. We can go back and forth. It's like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm cool with my little car and, and when I'm ready to upgrade, I upgrade, but I never want it to be a, a, a situation where I'm having to stretch myself. If I have to, if I have to start doing mathematics on that, right, okay, right, if I get that, <laughs> like, what's it going to be monthly? And you got all types of spreadsheets going. Yeah, like, like nah, man. This car, nah. Nah, 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 nah. From when I got to start, when I still got to start questioning myself, then I can't afford it, man. Just chill. Just go with what you can afford and and spend spend the money on the, on the things that really matter. Because I guarantee you, in in my in my old age, I'm not going to be looking back and be like, oh, do you know what, man? I wish I got a, a more expensive car. Like, I don't care about that. Let's go on holiday. Let's let's do something. It, oh, else. I was just going to say experiences, man. Put your yeah, money man. in experiences over material shit any yep. day of the week. When you're going through the Rolodex of shit that's happened in your life, you're not thinking about this car or this nah you know outfit or what no you're thinking about what you did when where you yeah. were who you were yeah. with that's exactly what you're thinking of and to be honest if you're worried about looking cool authenticity is the coolest thing you could have mm. just be yourself man. just being just your be absolute yourself. self being a genuine kind normal human Mm. is the coolest thing you can do you can have the most expensive outfit on if you are a shit person no one's going to think you're cool so it doesn't and matter it just, anyway <laughs> like, it just gets tiring man like i've seen it for. i've just seen i've seen that lifestyle like i've been around people who live that lifestyle and it's it's to me it's it's tiring and i know to them it, it's a sport it's part of their their personality their culture it, it's what they like um I've also seen people who have have houses in in who rent houses in some nice places and can't afford furniture, like or can't afford to oh eat, man. like can't afford to eat, like I, you know what I mean. So, and these are people that work in finance that make a lot of money and they spend it all on on the property because they want it to not even the property they own, the property they rent because they want to be seen in. I live in I live in Oxford Street, I live on Baker Street, and can't afford food. And I'm like, nah, you for who, man? Who are you hungry for? Like when you're at home alone by yourself at night, the lights are off and you're there with your stomach rumbling. Like no one else is there. You know what I mean? Seeing it's just you alone. So for me, when I go to bed at night, man, I want all the all the things that I that I want in my life 
are just for me, no one else. And and again, no one cares, man. Like nobody, as much as you might care, nobody cares. No one cares what you drive. No one cares what you wear. Like none of that. And anyone who ever laughs at you for, or, or say, oh, whack, your, your car's rubbish, your clothes are rubbish. All they're doing is showing you their insecurity. It's nothing to do with you. Like it's not even your business. Just, just laugh it off and, you know what I mean? Go get some 100%. food. 100% agree. All mm. right. Well, I think I think we should I think that's a good place to end it um for the unpopular opinions. It turns out not they weren't all that unpopular. I mean, there was a few in there that were a bit wild. There's a few yeah, in there not, that were a bit mad. I'm not over the avocado thing, I'm not going to lie. But Oh, oh, I thought you talking about the Mandalorian thing. All right, all right cool. No, no, I'm fine with the, I'm absolutely fine with the Mandalorian opinion. Right, it's well, a terrible right. show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on then to the final segment of the show. And this is called Mahakama. Mahakama is a Swahili word that means a court or high court specifically. So mm. this is the segment of the show where I basically get to judge people, situations, things, whatever, because I'm trying to be less judgmental in my life. I'm trying to show a bit more grace. So I just okay. created a segment on this podcast where I can just get all my judgment out of the way. And I'm good. <laughs> I'm good for a couple of weeks. So as I mentioned earlier, you, you brought up DaBaby. Uh, I have included mm. him for this Mahakama because... Oh, the baby is moving mad for no reason, unprovoked, just out here. Literally nobody asked. And and he's just just mad. And I think this is pretty easy. So so basically what people do, Jen, in this Mahakama section is I usually say uh, mercy or no mercy, depending on whatever the situation is. Um, mm. This one's a, a clear no mercy because just so much has happened in such a short space of time. So what I thought might be good would be to split up the comments that he made so we can look at them individually and see if we would have given him mercy or no mercy for each individual one. Cool. Cool, that makes cool, sense because cool, cool. yeah, I think all together it's all mad in it but if we look at it separately we can see maybe if we could give him some grace in some places cool because because I'm not even sure all of what he said I tried to find it but I couldn't find all the things that he said I've oh, seen good. more I've seen more like people's comments to what he said than rather what he said rather what he said okay good so I've made a note of exactly the the offending things that he said so right, okay. it starts off at rolling loud um which I believe was in Miami this year um, so he was already in hot water. So basically what happened was he was performing after Megan Thee Stallion, right? Mm. And um, there's been some issues recently where the baby did a track with Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez has been accused of shooting Megan Thee Stallion in the foot and there are upcoming um, criminal shit cases going on uh, or coming up and um, it's not been resolved yet. So that's why we're still having to say accused of and allegedly and all that kind of stuff because it hasn't mm. been proven yet. Um, but the baby got into a bit of a spat on Twitter with Megan Thee Stallion and tried to act like it was no big deal that he was on a song with Tory Lanez, even though in private he had um, at least expressed or implied that he was supportive of Megan Thee Stallion, who he has done two big tracks with in particular. So at Rolling Loud, Megan did her set, got great praise and everything. The baby came on, did his set. He... Um, performed one song so he's got two songs with Megan Thee Stallion one's called Cash Shit and one is uh, Cry Baby 
I don't know which one he did first, but he did one of them, then brought Tory Lanez out as like a, a surprise guest and then did the other Megan Thee Stallion song. So it was it was petty the way he did it, the mm. way he ordered it, it was it felt purposeful. So he was already in hot water for that, right? Then a video surfaced of him doing a transition. So you know how like, it reminded me of like, you know when Fat Man Scoop said, um, if you've got long hair, put your hands up. Yeah, if you've got yeah. short hair, make noise. Yeah, you got long yeah. hair, even if it's a weave, whatever, right? You know how to like they kind of get you hyped up and yeah, make noise, yeah, put your hands up, all of this shit. Well, his the baby's choices were a bit odd. So the first thing he said was, if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, or any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that will make you die in two or three weeks, put your cell phone light up. Okay. So with that first one, I'm not going to say the other two yet, but that first one, if it had just been that that was said, mercy or no mercy for the baby? Um, it depends what the no mercy entails. Like I just think it's a stupid thing to say. Um, I don't. So mercy is like just giving them grace, and no mercy is like you're an idiot. Why did you say that? It's there's no real circ- like you know yeah. punishment. You're, <laughs> He's he, that's an idiotic thing to say, but at the same time, I just don't look at these rappers like I think a lot of people look at rappers like they're gonna say something smart or be smart. I look at them like a lot of my dickhead, so I expect them to say dumb stuff. So yeah. to me, I'd have been like, yeah, no mercy, but I'm I'm not surprised. Like I don't I don't, I don't look at the baby um to be some sort of intellectual behemoth who's gonna say something smart up on stage. He's not saying he's not saying smart things in his music, so I don't expect him to say anything smart outside of his music and I also feel like if you're a fan of his music then if you're a fan of his music and you're a fan of him and I, I don't just mean a fan of the music like in a casual way but I mean if you really support that person you kind of know what time he's on and what he's about in it so you shouldn't be surprised at that so but to me personally no mercy it's a that dumb thing sense. to say that makes a lot of sense and I'd agree I'd say no mercy um not surprised with what's been coming up a bit not mm. surprised that he feels this way a bit surprised that he decided that a transition during a live performance was the appropriate time to discuss this like i just don't understand what this had to do with anything i just a bit confused by it all um one it's not accurate not that i expect him to have accurate information on anything as important as hiv aids but mm. It's not accurate and it's weird and it had no place in anything that was going on during the concert. So it's just like, why? Why did you say that? Um, well, he then he added, ladies, if your pussy smell like water, put your cell phone light up. Again, mercy or no mercy. <laughs> if it was just that. Nah, you get, uh, nah, you're, you get mercy for that. That's cool. Why? Like why water. mercy? Like clean pussy. Yeah, that's cool. There's no nothing about. I mean, everyone's got their their preferences, how they like their their pussy to to smell. Um, again, it's not like a. It's what I expect. It's what I expect from him. It's what I'd I'd expect. Um. So yeah, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kill him for that one. Okay, yeah, I think if it was just that, I think several people say this phrase. Um, and it again, it had nothing to do with what was going on there, but ugh. it's random, <laughs> random, and a bit like maybe I don't know, is it even is it even vulgar? Like in, in, in context to his music, I don't think it even is. 
I think it's like, if if I was on the show and I came out and said that, then it'd be like, Jim, what the fuck, man? You bugging, man? Like, they ain't got, they ain't got nothing to do with nothing. You've been rapping about your family for the last half an hour. And now you're talking <laughs> about fucking, you know what I mean? Chill. Like, to me, that'd be wild. But for, for on stage, um, Rolling Loud Festival, all right, cool. It's, it, 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 if you're trying to be funny as well, I'm gonna give you that. It might not, I might not find it funny, but you're trying to be funny. Then I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you grace for that. I'm gonna give you mercy for that. Yeah, cool. Agree with that one. And then the last thing he said at Rolling Loud was, "Fellas, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone light up." Mercy or no mm. mercy for just that statement. Um, I like I I again. It's a weird one. It's like, do you do you not? you don't want your dick sucked or you don't want them sucking dick like what it's really none of your business really um like let them do what they got to do in it like i don't understand why it, it it's rolling loud man where else are you gonna do it like, what are you talking about it's a festival like, that's what festivals are for so yeah you're hating on something weird there bruv like nah i would i would have probably i would have probably done it the other way around if you've been sucking, fellas, if you've been sucking dick in a parking lot, put your phone lighters up. Like, I mean, do you? See, oh, I okay. think that's that's why it's a no mercy for me because it's not the act of sucking dick in the parking lot that's the problem here. It's the fact that it's directed to the fellas. That clearly, to me, yeah, felt yeah, yeah. homophobic. And it doesn't help that his hype man, I can't remember the guy's name, but his hype man was like, there's a lot of sus niggas out here or whatever. And it's just like, oh, uh... so now you're just talking about like being gay <laughs> like, the, right, okay. like that's what you're talking about so it's like he did try and clear it up after which i'll go into but for just that statement alone to me that was a clear no mercy because i was like yeah. it's nothing to do with sucking dick because if it was about sucking dick in the parking lot and that was the issue you would have said it, you wouldn't have been directed to the fellas it would have been anyone yeah hey if you've that's not been sucking saying. dick yeah. in the parking lot today cell phone light up if you're trying if it's about being virtuous and respectful and shit yeah then it wouldn't have just been directed to the men. So that's that felt wildly homophobic to me. And yeah, it was, again, yeah. uncalled for, unprovoked, had nothing to do with what was going on. And you just came out your mouth to say it. And it just didn't make any sense. So super, that was Super weird. Me. Super weird in the, especially like, like, okay, so with more, with more context um, and with, more, with some more colour commentary. So let's just take that as what it is, yeah, as, a, as a homophobic um, comment in that environment um is is reckless and i'm not even saying is who you're offending like you're going to offend people regardless yeah so yeah. you said something offensive so cool you said something offensive reprehensible people are going to be like nah that's disgusting you should have said that cool that's fair enough but as a business person like you are you not smart enough to have your bigoted views and hold them not on one of the biggest stages where everybody's looking at you where and everybody's recording watching you. And recording, you're you're at you're working at labels with loads of gay people, loads of gay people working at, at these um these festivals behind the scenes. Like, what do you think? Like, if if I'm if I'm a gay person, I hear you say that, I'm gonna do my best to make sure you never come on this stage again. I don't care how much money you bring in, you're not coming here again because that's not like to me, the festival stage, if anything, is supposed to be the most inclusive stage. Like you're yeah. going to have like certain clubs or certain places where 
you know what I mean? Certain things aren't just going to be, they're not going to be as inclusive as you want them to be. But a festival is supposed to be the place where everybody can be themselves. And if you're having that on a festival, on a main stage, and you're saying that, nah, man, I can't run. Agreed. It just doesn't make any business sense. I mean, listen, people can't, you can't stop people having bigoted views. Think what you're going to think. And honestly, Mm. if you wanted to share it with your people in a group chat or whatever, fine. There's nothing people can do to stop that, right? It would Mm. be nice if you didn't feel that way, but you feel how you feel. But why you would think that when you are working, because as an artist, if you're performing at a festival, that is work. You're at work right now. Why did you think that was a smart thing to say? why what was the what was the reason as cardi v would say what was the Mm. reason um so after the backlash he went on instagram and put a video out it wasn't a live it was a video that he recorded looked at it and posted onto his stories okay i just want to make it clear it wasn't a slip up on a live this was a conscious effort he made what he did what he did what he said ah so then he said basically it's in response to people to the backlash he was getting right Mm. Um, so he started off with the HIV AIDS thing and he said, even my gay fans don't got fucking AIDS. They take care of themselves. They ain't going for that. They ain't no nasty gay niggas. They ain't no junkies on the street. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, why? It's a mad, it's a mad why? cleanup. That's a mad cleanup. Why did, um, why? why did you do that? So this is what he said. For, for, let, me, let me give you some, um, some, 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 how can we do it? Let's analogize this situation. Uh-huh. So, we're gonna we're gonna switch it to something that we all understand and we all get right as black people. So you've gone on stage, you said, you know what, man? Um, all you all you uh all you thug niggas, I want none. If if you hit a thug nigga, make some noise, right? And this is a white person saying that, and everyone's going, wait, what? That's super racist. Then you've gone on stage and got you've gone on your live and you've gone, nah, man, I got black friends, man. They're like, you know what I mean? They're cool, yeah, but none of they ain't no 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 thug niggas. You know what I mean? Wait, what? Like what? Wait, wait, what's happening? That's what he's. That's what he's done. It okay. really is the black friend. It really yeah. is. I can't be racist. I have a black. I'm not friend. racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild. Mm. Um. Well, then he he carried on, <laughs> and he said, oh "So this is in relation to the sucking dick in the parking lot thing." He mm. said, "My gay fans, they ain't going for that. They got class. They ain't sucking no dick in no parking lot. You got to get a room, a good one, five star hotel, or wait till they go to their crib." If they are a fan of me, they on some big dog shit. We ain't just going for nothing. And he ended it with, even my gay fans got standards. <laughs> uh, even my black friends have standards. <laughs> That's exactly it. Why did you put even? I mean, why did you say any of this? Let's start there. But to say even my gay fans, like even my gay fans don't do this. And even my gay fans don't. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? Okay, so God forbid, yeah. Um, I ever, I ever mess up and say something really stupid, yeah. Because I say, because I, because I speak a lot. Um, I say a lot it's on bound Twitter. To happen. Yeah, it's bound yeah. to happen, right? Um, the one thing that 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 kind of saves me, most part, is just my my moral compass is quite strong, and there's certain things that I just don't. I mean, there's certain things I just I will never say. You're never gonna see me say anything racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic. Like that's, be- but that's not because of I won't say it. It's just not in me to ever say it, right? So that's just not gonna happen. Um, what sometimes does happen is I'll get on my like elitist shit and I'll say some shit that I shouldn't say. Um, really, but being really specific about a person 
but it's it's it could be generalized to a bunch of people yeah and so i, I, I mean so understand right. what you said because i do that i have a bad habit yeah, of doing yeah. that yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I do i do that a lot and mm. and and most times i'll just say i'm not apologizing because i know who i'm talking about so fuck you <laughs> um but let's say i ever said something really bad and it, i couldn't explain it my my i always think to myself i get out of that because what all i would do is just make a genuine apology and just be like now nah, do, nah, do you know what see what i said there that was fucked up man like that was fucked up regardless of how i meant it it came out the wrong way and it's fucked up shouldn't have been said my bad like my my i, I apologize you don't have to accept my apology yeah but if you do thank you if you don't then that's that is that is what it is yeah but i'm i i feel bad for what i said a genuine apology is going to change everything the double down never works the double down just doesn't work and, and these guys man i don't understand why you can't just humble yourself and say oh do you know what i actually shouldn't have said that like that was actually wrong of me to say um it doesn't make any sense and i actually just need to apologize then shut the fuck up then just shut the fuck up and let people speak let people say come back at me and tell me why i was wrong like explain yeah. to me why I was wrong and let me educate myself because obviously I don't know I don't know and didn't know what the fuck I was talking about when I said that shit so I need to be educated and while I'm being educated I'm gonna shut the fuck up 100% agree and I think that's what it is it's the, that's the key it's the pride and the ego that is just stopping them from humbling themselves long enough to hear what is actually being said mm. it is not criticism on your music it is not unjustified criticism it is hey you said some shit whether you intended it to be offensive or not what you said is actually really harmful to this group of people right mm. or what you said can be dangerous because you're, if you're talking about people with hiv aids especially right they're already very very stigmatized in our society yeah. You're making it even more dangerous for them by saying this offhanded shit that nobody asked you to say. And all you had to do was be quiet for a second and understand why those sentiments should not be shared, especially in a public forum, and how they can be dangerous and harmful to so many people. But instead, you double down and say that even, using that ridiculous word, even your gay fans have class, have standards, aren't mm. junkies on the street. They don't have AIDS. What are you talking about? That's the part of it. He doesn't what know what he's talking like, about. Because it's not even doubling down. That's just whiling for no yeah. reason. Because he did double down like on like in posts, like on Twitter, talking about how, you know, because you know Boohoo Man dropped him, right? And I think while that well on the verge of all of that happening um he was talking about how these brands coming in not understanding black culture blah 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 blah, and it's just like mm. that's nothing to do with why this is happening to you this is happening to you because you said something that was fucked up mm. from a fucked up place whether you intended it to be offensive or not it's from a it comes from fucked up thinking for you to even say it that way right yeah 
And then instead of taking the time to acknowledge and listen to why it's fucked up and think, hmm, maybe I should educate myself. Maybe I should rethink. Maybe I should figure out where that comes from or what what in my mind makes me feel that way or makes me feel like it's okay to say that in a public setting. Instead of reassessing, you're going in and attacking the people who are now telling you, hey, this is this is wild. This is too much. Okay. Is it all right, okay. I got I got uh I've got stuff to say. Well, so, what else did he say? What else did he say? What else did he say? No, no, no. so that's that's is basically that, that, it. He doubled right, okay, a bit on okay. Twitter, none of it was as interesting as the video stuff. So I didn't take See, it out. All right. All right, so this is this is the problem we have here. And it's not just the baby's fault. It's 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 our fault as well. So what we do, yeah, we um we take these people who come up from bad situations. Baby's a good example. I don't know his I don't know his full backstory, but I know, you know, he got uh he he, he shot a few people, he's killed a few mm -hmm. people. Um uh we got other guys. You can you can kind of name almost any any rapper that we put up in, in on a pedestal to say that these are the, the top rappers, yeah. Apart from like Drake, we know Drake's a softy. Um, <laughs> but like, and Drake's my favorite rapper, by the way. But anyway, that's that's besides the point. So we got all these guys, yeah, who come from the road, yeah. They come from the road. Now, road life is very different than uh kind of like mainstream life. Yeah. It's it's a it's a different, it's a different world. And a lot of people aren't privy to it, they know it exists. Because they 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 live in the same areas, but they're not they're not in it. So when people say, "Yeah, I'm from so and so," like you know, our area is tough. All right, cool. But you weren't you didn't you're not the reason why the area is tough. The area is tough because there's certain people that live a certain lifestyle. These guys then become they become rappers. Uh, they become artists. Guys, we, we can we can get it to the UK as well. I don't know, Tion Wayne, Nines, Heady One, whoever you wanted, to, Fredo, anyone you can talk about. Then they come and say some wild shit yeah and we go oh what the fuck they say some wild shit or do some wild shit but they were telling us the wild shit in their music the whole time the whole time they were coming up they were saying some fucked up stuff in the music and we were dancing along to it the whole way uh yeah kill that motherfucker kill him kill 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 fuck that bitch boom 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 sell these drugs and we're like yeah whoo, that's sick eh. the moment they say some fucked up shit then we go we act all shocked like oh, how could they how did this person, how did this, this beacon of the community say or do such a thing? Like, we need to take responsibility and say, yo, we need to stop, make, if, if we're going to find this stuff offensive, we need to stop dancing to it. We need to stop acting like it's cool when it's just, it's entertainment, it's a record, whatever. Like, okay, cool. It, it might just be entertainment. It might just be a record, but there are real, real world consequences to all this stuff that we're putting out there. And, all of these guys, we could go through the baby's lyrics and there's some stuff that he said that isn't great. Like, that aren't, that we, we shouldn't be surprised when he comes out with, with things like that because he's been saying it in his music the whole time. It's just, to me, we have to start taking responsibility on our part as well, rather than being super shocked when we hear people say disgusting stuff. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lil Boozy. He just put out a video, obviously oh, defending the baby. You know, because we knew it was gonna happen, like clockwork, it was gonna happen. So he came out, he said some wild stuff. I was about to tweet it, and I was just like, 
I ain't even getting involved in this one, you know? Like, I'm actually not even going to get involved. <laughs> like, because there's no, there's really no point. Like, a lot of people have made up their mind what side they 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 stand on, what side they're on. Um, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of, man, there's not a lot of um, homophobia in in the music, which isn't, doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. Um but it's only going to get worse if we keep support, supporting artists like this. Like that's just the way it's going to be. But yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't act surprised when they they come off saying this, this wild shit, man. Yeah, that's very real. I feel like I'm one of the hypocritical ones that lives my life a certain way and expects people to be treated a certain way. But I have a hard time of letting go of like problematic music. <laughs> everybody is a really hard time like i really struggle letting go of problematic shit like i still listen to wear the hood at and cringe at like the first verse because it is all homophobia like Mm. the whole and it's just like oh god like oh my god but i love this song so much like what do i do and it's it is that thing of it's like trying to let go of the very and i know that twitter has killed this word but the way we've normalized certain things in music to the point where it's so hard to even let it go now. Yeah, but then then you've got to kind of go, why is it so ingrained into our community? Like, why is it in our music that it's so ingrained? Like That's real. Yeah, no, you're right. And it, why because, is it always, why was it, you know, the, the, let me say the non-black people, let me say that so as to not mm. offend, but the non-black people who were in charge of these labels and the A&Rs and all of that, particularly at that time when we're talking about like the 2000s, especially when music was wild, like lyrics were wilder than any other time. And I don't know if it's because that's the time when I was really paying attention, but in terms of hateful lyrics in the black community, like black community and hip hop and Mm. all of that, like I feel like the 2000s, especially the early 2000s were the maddest and a lot of the people that were responsible for making that music popular culture didn't look like us. No. And it's funny because it's not like it's only a black thing because you, you, you listen to death metal and they, they, I guess it's more, it's kind of more fantasy based in the fuck stuff that they say, but they are saying some wild oh, stuff, man. Yeah. It's mad. It's mad. Right. So, but the difference is it's kind of like, yeah, nah, you don't say your, you can say your wild shit, but you just stay in that corner in it. But over here, it's like, nah, you look can come free, man. You can say whatever you want to say. You can talk about anything you want to talk about. And and obviously... the wilder it is, the more you'll actually benefit financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 like to me, that's cool. Like to me, the way I see it, yeah, they're just McDonald's, right? They're McDonald's, they're selling the burgers, yeah. But that don't mean we have to eat the burgers. Like we can eat other food. There's other restaurants out there that for, for some reason, all we ever pick out is we want the most violent music, the most misogynistic music. That's what we want. And along with the violence and the misogyny, there's other things come with it. They're all, they're all part and parcel of it. Like it's, um, I, I got this song um, called Sleeper, called Sleeper Pick. Well, I just talk about that kind of stuff. And this is like, there's, there's a world out there, especially when you talk about drill music, we talk about trap music, we talk about the road, yeah? Like the way it's portrayed on, on record and the things we talk about, the things that get the 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 shine on on record would be like yeah the violence and the girls and the drugs yeah, but that's literally like that's only ten percent of the, of of the actual of the road man the road is like it's really horrible like it it it's it's predatory 
it's 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 abusing children it's sending children out to 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 do things they shouldn't be doing putting them in dangerous situations putting in things they shouldn't be going through like that's part of the game and it's not like oh you know there's certain guys that are on the road but they're just not involved in that bit no man like all these guys are involved in this thing and it's this idea of like um every time we we we, come, we see these videos come out of these um child abusers or all these these guys going after young girls and it's like People act like, oh yeah, in my hood that would never happen. You're lying. I've been to your hood. It's I know who's in your yeah. hood. I know what goes on in all your hoods. So don't lie to me and tell me, oh, that's not happening. That's happening everywhere. And again, it's all part of it because these gangs, yeah, these guys, they're they're old, man. They're 18, 19. The girls that are hanging around with them are like all 12, 13, 14. Like a lot of same with the runners. The runners are all 12, 13, 14. Like, this is what we see every single day. And it's just like. You can't have one without the other. So you can't say, oh, no, nah, no, nah, we're just going to glorify this part of the game. Okay, cool. You can glorify that part of the game, but the other part of the game comes with it. So it's... Man. Ooh. Well, yeah. I don't even know. I, I, that's, I, that's it. You can't, you can't wrap it up any better than that. I think that's it. That, that wraps up the, the episode <laughs> for this week. That was perfect. Thank you so much, um, is there anything you would like to promote or let the listeners know about? Um, yeah, why not? I've got an album out. Um, it's called A Prophet in His Hometown. And um, it's part of, our, I've been putting out music weekly this year. So I put out a, a, new, a new track every week uh, this year. And I'll be doing that to the end of this year. And uh, this is kind of like the the last 17 songs that I put out um, or a collection of yeah, like the last 17 that I like and I put together on the album. Um, and if you, listen, man, if you like the things I've been saying on here, then you'll like the music. Like that's <laughs> about as, as much as I can push it, man. I love that. I love that. And the link to your album will be in the description. So, um, Wherever you're listening to this, or if you are uh, watching the uh, audio only on YouTube, then just go in the description and you will find the link to the album so you can listen to it yourself. Um, you. For me, it's very easy. Follow at Pot of Mercy on Twitter and Instagram. And if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend and rate the podcast on iTunes, please, if you would. Um, that's it. Thank you so much for, for joining me and for uh, chatting for this long, Jen. You dropped a lot of gems in the conversation that I think <laughs> will be very useful to people and gives people a lot to think about. So I do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. Of course. Of course. Um, and to the listeners, thank you for listening and I'll see you in two weeks. Bye.